Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical lead or a practice manager and your primary care network to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to deliver some of your projects and network-based services, I would absolutely love to help you. So come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. On today's episode, I am interviewing Tash the Medic. Tash is a student doctor and she is also a mental health advocate. And I came across Tash on Instagram where she has a huge following where she shares um, kind of her day in the life of what it means to be a medical student. And she also talks a lot about mental health. Tash set up her social media channels in lockdown and already has 3,000 followers. And I thought it was really interesting. And it made me think, and we had a discussion off air, that if I was a general practice and I was trying to improve young people's mental health, I would want to get somebody like Tashin as a consultant because she's lived it, she's living it. She has built a platform where people are coming every day to see what she says and engaging with her. And I think that general practices or hospitals or charities and organisations may want to consider how they can partner with influential people in the field of health to help improve the care for their patients. I think what she's doing is really, really interesting. She is really inspiring, super savvy, and she doesn't know it. Tash has, as I mentioned, an Instagram page. She's got a blog on her website. She also creates YouTube videos and she is taking the time to share with her followers her top tips on how to get into medicine, her experiences of depression and anxiety, her study tips, and in general, trying to break down that stigma of mental health and letting people know that it's okay to not be okay and that you can recover. So I hope that you enjoy this. We talk about perfectionism as she talks about life as a student and how coronavirus has affected it and how it's given her a new perspective. And for those of you in the field of primary care, I asked Tash where she was leaning towards when uh, she qualifies, although she's not sure, she's liking the sound of general practice, which is always, which, yeah, when she said that, I had a massive smile on my face. So I would love to hear your key takeaways from this interview. And if you are a health-based organisation trying to improve your mental health provision for young people, I would strongly recommend you give Tash a call. I'll see you in the next episode. Today, I have got the pleasure of being joined by the amazing Tash the Medic. 
Tash, could you give our audience, although you've got a huge audience, I'm sure lots of them will be listening. You need no introduction to your audience, but to my audience, please, could you give us a bit of background of who you are and what you do today? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Tash and I've just finished my third year of medicine at King's College London. So I'm going into my fourth year, which is my intercalated year. Yeah. And I'm really excited to chat to you today. And thank you so much for inviting me on here. That's okay. For ignorant people like me, does that still make you a student doctor or a junior doctor? Yeah. So my medical degree is six years. So I'm still a medical student. And then after those six years, I'll go on to my two years doing my foundation junior doctor training. Okay. But I'm still very much a student and definitely not a doctor at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what made you want to become a doctor? So when I was younger, I remember sort of switching between wanting to become a vet and wanting to be a doctor. And I think what the final straw for me was obviously the people side of being a doctor. So I think being able to communicate with patients and sort of help them and reassure them at some of the, you know, some of the worst times of their lives and to be able to, you know, to provide comfort and to help them get better is something that draws me to a career in medicine, I think. I think the main thing that draws me is to improve the quality of people's lives. So a lot of medical students will talk about saving lives, but actually I think there's so much more to medicine these days with, you know, how mental health is just as important as physical health and how you can actually turn someone's life around by yourself helping them and and helping them to take control over their health by empowering them and and educating them, I guess. Cool. So I came across you on Instagram. So I am, I'm addicted. I spend far, I've got three kids. I spend far too much time on this platform, but it's where I connect. It's where I learn. It's obviously where I share. And I came across your profile and I just was like, oh my God, it's, she's amazing. And you talk a lot about mental health. What I was so amazed by it is that you are quite open and you share your own experience by it. And I just thought, A, it's, I hope this doesn't sound patronising, but I think it's really brave because I think mental health and sharing what goes on inside can be very vulnerable. And your channel is just huge. And you shared with me when we first spoke, how long has your channel been going for? About two months now, I think. And how many people follow you? I think I'm currently around 3,800. So that just shows to everybody how important and how your stories and your lessons learned and your messages really resonating with people. So Tash, could you share some of your own mental health experiences which have led you to setting up your platform? Yeah, exactly. So when I struggled with a mental health illness, I really wanted to sort of turn that horrible experience into something positive. I never sort of wanted to forget that those times existed as ultimately they have shaped a lot of my my views about mental health and about what career progression I want going forward as a doctor. And I think also when I was struggling, I obviously knew how prevalent mental health illnesses such as depression, anxiety are, but I never felt that I had someone in the same position as me. I I didn't feel like I had sort of, I don't know the word for it. It's not really a role model, but, but someone who I could resonate with 
who was a medical student and you know who supposedly had everything going well in their life but just had this one awful illness going on in the background so I mean it's really lovely that I have got so many followers now who hopefully feel that I'm sort of that person for them which makes me feel extremely privileged and extremely grateful that I'm in this this position that I can sort of try and break down the stigma surrounding mental health illness especially in the medical profession. Does it ever feel daunting having so many people follow you? No it feels daunting that obviously everything you put out there on the internet I guess is always going to be there so I have often thought you know as a doctor patients may find me but then that's ultimately what I'm trying to share is I'm trying to share that doctors go through these same horrible experiences as the rest of society so so no and I obviously do get told like you said I'm so brave and obviously I don't find it patronizing at all but I don't really I don't really see it in in that way I feel because I'm comfortable and confident to share with it like I feel very grateful that I am able to do that because I know a lot of people wouldn't feel the same way And it's really helping me. You know, I I talk about how hopefully I'm helping others, but ultimately it is helping me. And just by being able to write down those feelings and obviously receive such amazing and lovely comments back is so uplifting and so lovely. Talk to me about life as a student. What does life look like and how busy are you and how do you juggle everything? So my reality of my life probably looks very different to what the sort of stereotype of a medical student is which is something that I'm also trying to break down through my social media platforms is I think medical students is, are seen as these people that don't do anything outside of studying outside of their placements in hospitals <laughs> which obviously you know is partly true as there's an awful lot to learn in a short space of time so you obviously do have to work very hard but I think in order to avoid burnout and and for longevity you do really have to prioritize all the other things that are so important to to keep you going and to keep your mood stable and up such as you know exercising socializing with friends you know even the simple things from reading a book that's not medically related that's completely fiction so obviously my normal week before coronavirus was very packed full but I still tried to make sure that I have time to do all the other things. When we spoke before you mentioned perfectionism and I wanted yeah to explore that a little bit more and is life as a medical student is there that culture of trying to be perfect trying to get the top grades or or not? Yeah, 100%. I think perfectionism is something that affects medical students a lot. I mean, from applying to medicine, you have to have the top grades, you have to be in the first team at at sports, you have to be grade eight at musical instruments, you have to sort of have the full package. So inevitably, that's going to lead to people feeling the need to to be perfect and, and scared of of failure and I think it's really interesting the topic of perfectionism as I think many people view perfectionism as a good trait to have and sometimes the detrimental effects it can have on your mental health and the way you, you live your life can be can be huge funny enough while I was back at my family home my parents mentioned that from a young age, I used to rip up my paintings because I didn't think they were good enough and and that really sort of hit home for me I was like 
wow, that's incredibly sad that I even felt that way from a from a young age that everything that I had to do or everything that I produced had to be perfect. And I think I've always set extremely high expectations for myself, which ultimately probably has led me to suffer from poor mental health at times. So definitely in the last year, that's something that I'm really trying to to work on. And I think my Instagram platform gives me a really good way of sort of breaking down those barriers that I've probably set for myself and and try to portray a much more realistic life as a medical student rather than this perfect stereotype student because I don't want my patients to think think of me like that I want them to see me as a a normal person that fails that makes mistakes I think it's just important that patients see you as normal human human beings that go through failures as well and and ultimately our failures in life are, are what actually make us most successful so yeah it's perfectionism is definitely something really interesting especially in the medical profession yeah and I think it takes knowing yourself and deep confidence to just I think when I feel at my most confident I say to my girls, like just like eyes down, like I'm not concerned about what other people are doing. I'm just concentrated on what I am doing. And in those moments, it doesn't occur to me to, I'm not, I'm not comparing myself, but that need to just, the need to, it's not necessarily be perfect, but you know, you just want to do the right thing. And when you don't do the right thing is to, I think we talk about this all the time, just to be kind for yourself kind to yourself you can't we can't get it right all of the time and yeah. no one else and nobody else expects that level of perfection it comes from within I think yeah definitely and I think that comparison with other people that you mentioned is something that affects all young people a lot I think and learning to be able to feel comfortable within yourself and, and do things for you rather than to impress other people is something really important to learn to be able to do and to not worry about being judged for what you do or even simple things like the way you dress I think can be hugely empowering for yourself once you gain that confidence to do so. So where do you plan to work once you have qualified or is it too early to tell? So I haven't ruled out anything as of yet as I am hugely aware that you can completely change your mind once you start your placements as a junior doctor full time. But at the moment, I am drawn to a career in general practice as I've always been quite a generalist and and like to be a bit of a know-it-all and know a bit about everything. So I've never been drawn to one specialty such as the heart, for example. And I really like how general practice, you can be a bit of a detective if you like, so patients come in and you know you don't know what they're going to present with and it's your job to work out what it is they're worried about what it is that they're actually experiencing and to provide reassurance or to provide help and medication to make them better if that's needed and i think also the combination between mental health illnesses and physical health illnesses is something that draws me to it especially because i believe that mental health illnesses and physical health illnesses very much overlap and are interlinked. It's, it's not 
the case that your mental health is completely different to your physical health, which seems so obvious to me because obviously it's all one body. But I think I'd like to sort of try and work on connecting them a bit more. And ultimately, I kind of want a life outside of my career. Like, I'm not ashamed to say that. I think, you know, growing up, my mum was always so focused on her career. And at the end of the day, I want to have a family as well as my career. So I like how being a GP, you don't have to work nights, you don't have to work weekends, as you know, I just want to enjoy my life as well as my career. And you absolutely can. Did you ever feel like one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the podcast is whilst I talk about the, like the business side of healthcare, one of the things which made me think about you is that you and you know your cohort of students will be shaping the future of healthcare and how you communicate and how you show up online and how you are breaking down those barriers and that hopefully, you know, my kids are small, they will look up to people like you and think, oh, actually, you know, like I can be honest, I can share, I can talk about my mental health. What in an ideal world would you like to change around the stigma of mental health? I would like people to feel one able to seek help when they need to and not as sort of the final resort. So for instance, I know that I strayed away from taking antidepressants for ages because of the stereotypes surrounding them, you know, the portrayal that that makes you weak for taking them, you're going to become addicted to them, you know, which neither are true. And like you just mentioned, I hope that when I eventually get to the stage of having children, I obviously pray and hope that they never go through the experiences that I have done. But if they happen to, that they will feel, you know, they will be able to seek help. And if they have to miss a day of university, they won't feel the need to make a make an excuse that they have a physical health complaint. So for example, if I had to miss a day of university due to my mental health I would always say sorry I'm not going to be able to come in because I've got a sore throat but why didn't I feel able to say sorry I can't come in because I'm experiencing low mood today or I'm really anxious so I hope that going forward that people will be able to do that and that on a more selfish level that medical professionals and doctors won't be seen as people that because they understand about diseases that that should mean that they should be able to avoid them. I hope there's a lot more understanding that doctors are definitely not gods and they're definitely not perfect and not superheroes and that they're just humans too. I'm sure. And I think there's a lot of people sharing the same message. So hopefully in time that will start to resonate and drip through. How has the pandemic affected your studies? So. Obviously, at the beginning, all my placements were cancelled and my uni teaching moved to being on online platforms. So I was able to go back to my parents' house in Bristol, which was actually really nice. And my exams were cancelled. So this is the one summer that I've had in a while where I haven't had any important exams. So it's given me a really, really good chance to sort of work on my mental health and do, you know, prioritize other things apart from my degree, which I think is extremely important, obviously, like we've spoken about. But it's been good because there's been lots of doctors who have actually set up online platforms for teaching. 
So that's been really good. And I found that it's actually been really nice just to study for my job as opposed to studying for an exam and to have that motivation to learn to be able to be a good doctor and provide really good a really good quality of care to my patients rather than just to get the top marks in my exams as I think that's a really big change of mindset that we as you know people doing a vocational degree at university have to sort of have to sort of get I think it's very different when you're at school and you know you're just trying to revise for your GCSEs and A-levels to get A-stars to get that place at university but yeah now that my shift has definitely changed to wanting to be just be a great doctor. Lots of people ask me how I do my social media and so I'd like to ask that of you and do you find it easy is it time consuming because you've got a website you've got YouTube you've got Instagram have you got any more? No, that's it at the moment. <laughs> I think that's plenty at the moment. I think I really try to sort of produce content that I want to and, and what I enjoy and, and hope that other people will find that useful or interesting too. I don't want to sort of feel that I have to provide content just because other people want me to. Like, I think that my enjoyment of writing these Instagram posts and blog posts hopefully will will show and other people will enjoy reading them. I mean, making the YouTube videos is something very time consuming, especially as I've had to learn how to edit videos. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a newfound creativity for me. I definitely would never describe myself as a creative person. I, I couldn't do art or draw or anything at school. So it's been a nice way to sort of try and be a bit more creative and inventive. So, and what impact has your channel and your content created? What Have people been reaching out to you? Yeah, I've been su- so surprised by how many people have said, you know, thank you, or that's really helped me, or that's really inspired me. I've been so overwhelmed and blown away by the support I've received. And, you know, at the start, I never set out to make my social media accounts to help people. I didn't realize it would have huge an impact so yeah I just feel so happy that if I'm helping one person in a small way by writing about something that I feel so passionate about like you know that couldn't be any better. Where can people find you if they want to yeah see your content and find out more about you? So my Instagram account is at Tash underscore the medic and my website is Tash the Medic. So it's all very Tash the Medic related. <laughs> and my YouTube is also Tash the Medic. Surprise, surprise. It's easy. Very easy. <laughs> Tash, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. And I, I must, I'm really, really inspired. And I think after our call, the best thing about my job is I get to meet people like you. And, I, and I've been having conversations recently and I'm like, if Marla can do it, if Rachel can do it, if Tash can do it, I can do it. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very inspired by you. Thank you so much. I've really, really loved talking to you. And thank you so much for giving me this, this opportunity to, to talk about myself and my experiences. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you. 
thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you hear, it would be great if you could give us a shout out on social media. You can find me on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram again at THC Primary Care or on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you really like it, it would be great if you left us an iTunes five star rating and review. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.